Hi, it's Sam here, and welcome back to the adventures of Lola Badiola. In this episode, we are going to learn about JBlock, the company that she has decided to join. And more specifically, we're going to learn something about her new boss. We will also cover the common expressions, phrasal verbs, and advanced vocabulary that are used in the text to help you reach a leadership level of English. So, without any further delay, let's get back to the story. The Adventures of Lola Badiola Chapter 4 J.J. Thompson J.J. Thompson's alarm went off at 6 a.m., but he was already awake. He was visualizing the forthcoming day, running through all the issues that he had to deal with at his tech startup. The new commercial director was starting at 9.30 a.m. that morning, and he wanted everything to be ready for her. He went to his kitchen and prepared a pint of detox juice using the vegetables in his pantry. Then he lay down on an exercise mat on the wooden floor of his attic apartment. He went through his daily stretching and breathing exercises, followed by an ice-cold shower. JJ opened the sliding door of his living room and stepped out onto his terrace. He looked out across the rooftops of Barrio Salamanca, in the centre of Madrid, taking a deep breath of frigid air. The weather app on his phone indicated 5 degrees centigrade, 41 degrees Fahrenheit. According to the meteorologists, the local forecast was a chilly start to the day, followed by sunshine, as usual for this part of Spain at this time of year. Amongst the cars parked in the street below was a black Toyota Prius. Inside, a man looked up at JJ's apartment as the lights turned on making a note of the time. J.J. Thompson was born in a small conservative community near Seattle, Washington, in 1984. He was a gifted child, and his parents expected him to become a university professor or a doctor. But he had other plans. He was a rebel, a misfit, a round peg in a square hole. As soon as he was old enough, he left home to travel the world, working in manual jobs to finance his nomadic lifestyle. He was forced to return to Seattle when his mother was diagnosed with motor neuron disease. The family didn't have enough money for private health care, so he spent the next 18 months caring for her until she passed away. This experience convinced him that the status quo needed to be challenged. He vowed to be one of the crazy ones who changed the world for the better. While caring for his mother, he learned how to code in several different computer languages and created his first applications. Over the next five years, he became a serial entrepreneur, starting more than a dozen technology companies. Three of them were outstanding successes. He sold each of them to a different tech giant, giving him the financial freedom to live and work wherever he wanted. He chose Madrid the city he had fallen in love with during his travels. This was where he planned to build his biggest and most ambitious project. He left his apartment on Calle Hermosilla at 7.30am 
and picked up an electric scooter on the corner of Velázquez. From there he headed south to Gran Via, where he had rented an entire floor of the Adriatica building. It was more space than he needed for his current operations, but if the business were to grow as rapidly as he expected, it would be worth the additional cost. His first meeting of the day was with the new commercial director of the company. He was really looking forward to seeing her again. He had finally found someone who truly shared his core values, someone who could help him realize his vision. Her name was Lola Badiola. JJ had met Lola at an annual cybersecurity conference in Las Vegas. At the time, she was working for a technology giant that was rapidly expanding its cybersecurity business. He watched her give a presentation on multi-cloud security and was immediately impressed by her ability to take complex issues and simplify them into messages that could be understood by the average Joe. He introduced himself to her, and within five minutes he knew that she was the person he needed to catalyze the growth of his company. It was love at first sight, in a business sense. Lola politely declined his initial offers. It was understandable. She had a secure job in a big company and was on the fast track to senior management. But JJ was smart and persistent. He knew that he had something special and exciting to offer her, something that would appeal to her sense of morality and adventure. Over the next six months, they had many conversations, until one day he sent over an official contract, and, to his delight, Lola accepted. In his mind, the management team was now complete. The final piece of the puzzle had been put in place. As he rode his scooter up Gran Via, zigzagging in and out of the morning traffic, he was full of optimism about his latest venture. He arrived at the Adriatica building at just before 8.30 a.m. and parked the scooter at one of the collection stations nearby. He checked his smartphone for any new WhatsApp messages and then jogged inside the office block. As he disappeared up the stairs, a black Toyota Prius drove slowly past the entrance. So now we know more about Lola's new boss, the tech entrepreneur, J.J. Thompson. Tech and entrepreneur, two very important business words. Tech, of course, is short for technology. Make sure you don't pronounce it tech, which I hear from time to time. And entrepreneur, that is the British English pronunciation entrepreneur is how the Americans pronounce it. So what is the definition of an entrepreneur? What makes them different from other business people? Well, the dictionary definition is as follows. They are the owner or manager of a business enterprise who, by risk and initiative, attempt to make profits. The first key word here is risk. Entrepreneurs risk their money, their time, and sometimes their health. And the second key word is initiative. 
entrepreneurs try to create something completely new. J.J. Thompson is described as a serial entrepreneur. And that means that he loves to start new businesses and then sell them and then start another new business and sell that and so on and so on. Because what he's interested in is the early stages of business creation. Now, you might have heard of the expression serial killer. These are people who carry out a series of individual murders. Well, you can also use the expression for serial entrepreneur. They carry out a series of business new ventures. And J.J. Thompson is a serial entrepreneur. S-E-R-I-A-L. So, we meet J.J. at the beginning of his day. Have a listen to this paragraph again and count the number of phrasal verbs. Included in this paragraph is, in my opinion, the number one most common, most useful, most important phrasal verb in business English. So, listen carefully. J.J. Thompson's alarm went off at 6 a.m., but he was already awake. He was visualizing the forthcoming day, running through all the issues that he had to deal with at his tech startup. Okay, the first phrasal verb. The alarm went off. To go off. This is when a machine activates. So a bomb goes off. It explodes. A gun goes off. It fires. And an alarm goes off. It starts to ring. So these are the machines that are set to do something. And when that thing occurs, they go off. The second phrasal verb. He was running through all the issues. To run through something. This means to review or rehearse the details of a process or a sequence. So you're thinking about them, preparing them, like you might do in the car on the way to work. You run through the issues of your upcoming day. And this brings us to the third phrasal verb in the paragraph, the one that I believe is the number one most important phrasal verb in business English. And it is to deal with. Now, this means to take action in order to solve a problem. And that's really what business is all about, right? Taking action to solve problems. That's what people pay you for. So whenever your boss asks you about a process, use this phrasal verb. I'm dealing with it. Whenever your boss asks you about a problem, Use this phrasal verb. I'm dealing with it. It's music to the ears of any manager. Right, let's find out a little bit more about J.J. Thompson, the man. We have some interesting vocabulary and expressions here, so listen carefully. He was a gifted child, and his parents expected him to become a university professor or a doctor but he had other plans. He was a rebel, a misfit, a round peg in a square hole. 
A gifted child is one who is naturally endowed with great abilities, normally intellectual or artistic abilities. They may also be called a prodigy. So J.J. Thompson was a gifted child. He was a prodigy. He was also a rebel, a misfit, a round peg in a square hole. Have you heard that expression before? A round peg in a square hole? Well, let me explain it to you. A peg is a short cylinder of wood that may be sharper at one end. And it's used for securing something in place, like a tent. So you would secure a tent with a series of tent pegs that are placed into the ground. And a round peg goes into a round hole in the ground. So if you have a round peg in a square hole, it's not going to fit or it's not designed to work. So when you refer to someone as a round peg in a square hole, what you're saying is that they don't fit. They are not right for the task. And in a business context, you use it to describe someone who doesn't fit into a corporate culture. Like many entrepreneurs, JJ was probably never going to succeed in a corporate world. But as a rebel, a misfit, a round peg in a square hole, he can succeed in an entrepreneurial environment. He can disrupt traditional businesses and traditional ways of doing things. Listen to the expression in this paragraph that captures what entrepreneurs like J.J. Thompson do. This experience convinced him that the status quo needed to be challenged. He vowed to be one of the crazy ones who changed the world for the better. To challenge the status quo. It's a very popular modern business expression. The status quo is how things are. What has been established? Why are we doing things this way? Well because we've always done them this way. That is the status quo. It's a preference that things stay the same. And it can be very comforting, because it's easy. It doesn't require us to challenge ourselves. It doesn't require us to take risks and potentially make mistakes. The problem is... In modern professional life, if you don't challenge the status quo, someone else will. And you, your company, even your whole industry could be left behind. Now, I have an admission to make. I have taken these expressions, a round peg in a square hole, and challenge the status quo, directly from a very famous advertising campaign by Apple in 1997. Steve Jobs had just returned to the company and he launched one of the most famous marketing campaigns in history, Think Different. Here is the voiceover 
from the television advertisement that accompanied that marketing campaign. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them. Because they change things, they push the human race forward. While some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Wonderful. Those words always inspire me. You see, anybody who buys an Apple computer is buying into this attitude. They share the core values of Apple. They are rebels, misfits. They are people who challenge the status quo in order to make the world a better place. So you see, these common expressions are very important. They were used in one of the most famous advertising campaigns in history, and that's why I have included them in the text and in the class today. Let's talk more about core values. Have a listen to this again. He had finally found someone who truly shared his core values, someone who could help him realize his vision. Her name was Lola Badiola. What are core values? What are the core values of your company? Can you list three core values? Well, core values are what a company truly believes, what it's willing to fight for, what makes it different from its competitors. And these core values determine the day-to-day -day behavior of all of the company's employees. According to a report by the Harvard Business School, the following are the three most common core values for companies. Number one, integrity. Number two, customer focus. Number three, teamwork. What do you think of these core values? Do they inspire you? Do they educate you? Well, personally, I think they are generic and boring. You are saying that your company has integrity. Well, of course you have integrity. You shouldn't need to tell me that. I need more than just the word integrity. Of course your company is customer-focused. That's the minimum that we would expect. I need more than that. Of course you believe in teamwork. Everyone believes in teamwork. That doesn't differentiate you from other companies. A company's core values must embody what makes the company unique. What differentiates it from other companies. And crucially, 
the words that describe these core values should be distinctive. They must be memorable, meaningful. They must create an emotional connection with the employees. Right, let's go back to Steve Jobs and the core values of Apple. How does Steve Jobs describe the core values of Apple? Well, he says the following. Apple at the core, its core value, is that we believe that people with passion can change the world for the better. That's what we believe. And that those people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that actually do. We believe that people with passion can change the world for the better. Now that is a core value. It has a distinctive style. It has a voice. It is clear, human, and emotional. If you want to communicate effectively as an ambassador for yourself, your department, and your company, you need to know your company's core values. And if you align yourself with these core values and you promote these core values amongst your team, you are more likely to succeed within your company. And that, my dear friends, brings us to the end of today's session. Now, we've reviewed a lot of vocabulary, phrasal verbs, and some business concepts. Why don't you have a listen to the chapter again? And make sure you join us for the next podcast. You can find out what happens when Lola arrives at her new company and how they treat her and the challenges that lie ahead as we continue to entertain you to a leadership level of business English. Until then, keep practicing and watch out for a man in a black Toyota Prius. <laughs>